What's up, guys? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Will Katrina. And this is Woman what? Up Podcast, the show where two geeky feminist cat ladies talk about geeky shit. Uh, today we're going to go through the news, then our main topic, which is back to school themed. We're talking about young adult novels that we recommend. And lastly, we wrap up with chick picks, which are things that we chicks pick for you. Woo. Moving right along. Moon Girl and Devil Dino. Uh, it is a new comic that is coming out from Marvel, which is taking quite a lot of heat recently for not having a very diverse set of creators. So, mm-hmm. uh, Moon Girl is a 12-year-old girl. Uh, she's a person of color, and she's best friends with a dinosaur, and she loves science. And her hair's natural. Amazing! Um, yeah, I, I just retweeted a thing why I'm boycotting Marvel right before this news came out, too, so I was like, God dang it! It's like the mafia. There is no getting out of Marvel. <laughs> Um, it does look really intriguing. It looks fun. I mean, who didn't love dinosaurs growing up? Oh, absolutely. Still love dinosaurs. That's the only reason I'm not a paleontologist is because there's math involved. The only reason I'm not a paleontologist is because they don't make any money. Yeah, they don't. Everyone was like, what are you going to be when you grow up? Archaeologists. And then an archaeologist was like, you know, we live on grants and we're very poor. I was like, oh, ooh. Like, well, explain Indiana Jones's house. <laughs> he is a treasure hunter, <laughs> not an archaeologist. <laughs> he is who we fight. Okay, anyway. Uh, so I, I actually do want to read it, even though I'm so angry at Marvel for not having black female writers. Yeah, uh, you, they're, they're, I believe only the artist is um, a person of color, and artists are not regarded as highly in the industry, unfortunately, because they, I mean, they're artists. It's very hard to be an artist. Right. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't they're not, be a comics industry Exactly, them. there'd be no comics without artists, so it's, uh, it's very sad, um, overall, but, uh, it's a step, and steps are good, and we can always say that this is great, but now here, let's consider the next thing. Or a sub so. jerk told me, you keep moving the goalposts. Yes, because that's what you do to become better. Yeah. You, you literally, you continue to move forward and Cavemen progress. were like, we learned how to poop. That's we're it. good. We're all good. We poop that's just it. fine. Stop moving the goalposts, asking us to make a toilet. <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane. You want fire? It's too much. Why don't you Jesus. poop out some fire? God. You're feminist and you're fire. That's what the caveman said. <laughs> she know a woman in Probably. fire. <laughs> I don't, I don't really think that's the question. So, but she was like, this bitch cheated on me. <laughs> I'm going to invent a whole new way to ruin his life. And then she set his house on fire. <laughs> or cooked, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Katrina, you went to D23. Yes, I did. It was an interesting experience. It was my first D23 and it was... Very poorly organized, uh, but it was still a really fun time. I got to see uh, Tevin Campbell live performing a Powerline concert at a Goofy Movies 20th reunion. Okay, I wish I'd known about that. <laughs> I got served Cheese Whiz by Max Goof. So it was a magical night, really, Like, and it was exactly what I needed because the next day I was totally going to miss the live action panel, but... Uh, I got the nice poster with Ray right in the middle of it, and Finn is in his lightsaber, and was just like, my babies, so... It was a good weekend. It was really cool. There's some really creative cosplay, and it was kind of it was different because it felt like it felt like an industry convention, but the fans were all like normal convention people, and then like the setups were all like industry. Like, right. So it was really interesting to see that that kind of collaboration. So well, I mean, and it was their first time, and generally the first con of anything sucks. Monkey nuts. It's their fourth con. Uh, okay, well, no excuse. No excuse. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Jesse Cox at the Warp Zone One Million Party, and he was like, 
why did I do that? Why did anyone let me throw a cod? And we were all just like, you wanted to. It made you happy. Um, well, I'm, I'm sad you didn't have quite the experience you wanted, but I'm also very jealous that you still had a really good time and had it's fun. Great. I'm definitely thankful I got to go, so it's good. Hopefully um, next time it'll be better. Japan is cray. I'm going to just share the link so you all can look at this airplane. I finally uh, decided when I want to go to Japan, as soon as these airplanes come out. Uh, the R2-1 is already out. So basically, Japan is uh, making gigantic Star Wars decal for their airplanes. One of them is R2-D2, and he's already flying. And then uh, the second is BB-8 from The Force Awakens. And uh, then there's, there's like a third plane with like the Star Wars logo on it. But who cares about that one? We want to be in droids. So. Yes. Really cool stuff. Um, it's by ANA, and uh, they're like the main airline for Japan flights, so the most expensive ones, of course. But, hey, who knows what'll happen. Right. Go get yourself a, a uh, flight. I'm definitely going to Japan, so I'm hoping, against all hope, that this ends up working out. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, Fallout Shelter came out on Android, <laughs> and it... I haven't been the same since. I am living half a life. I'm a shadow of my former self. <laughs> um, you're laughing, but I'm crying. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Fallout Shelter launched for Android. I expected it actually to be a lot shittier, like to have those first date bugs and things that I'm used to from video games. Mm -hmm. But I guess that doesn't happen on mobile games. I don't know. Or they just like really perfected their shit before they released it because I personally ran into not a single bug. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, the older version I was using was more buggy than this brand new Android version. So I was pretty impressed. The only thing I absolutely hate is I've been playing it on an iPad and playing it on my tiny phone. Like you, part of the mechanics are you have to click and drag people. Oh my fucking God. I'll mm -hmm. be like, I'm, I'm clicking them. I'm clicking them. I'm dragging. I'm dragging. And no one's here to stop me but my cats who are just like looking at me concerned. Like, mommy, why are you angry? Did we do it? I'm just like, la, 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 la. Hey, um, fuck you, Smokey. Fuck you, Smokey. No, you're the only person who says fuck you, Smokey, to my cat. You're horrible. Um, like, seriously. Uh, so that happened. I tell him I love him. I'm really happy that that happened. And I'm That's also how really Smokey sad tells people he loves him. It's true. He's like, Back the shit out of you. And you're like, oh my god. And I'm like, no, no, he likes you. Oh my god, he likes you so much. <laughs> Smokey, please leave Smokey's now. like ripping your neck out. And so he's like, oh, he loves you. Oh, wow, he doesn't know like, like, get that close to people. <laughs> he doesn't like to get close. Um, I literally, the, uh, the next thing on our news list says, just so you can talk about Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> um... Well, there's, there, yeah, there's a, a really good article out there called The Secrets Hidden in Star Wars Music, but there will be a lot more Star Wars talk. Um, mm -hmm. I actually did not get the time to sit down and read this article, even though I did research everything else about this uh, thing, because I had it in a tab today, and then we got bombarded with a bunch of really stupid news stories that I had to write, so. Stupid doing Good job, job, Kevin Smith. Why'd you have to vouch for Ronda Rousey, you jerk? Uh, Ugh. Um, so there were some updates on Marvel Comics coming out in November. Mm -hmm. Um, are there any that you're particularly excited for? Um, in general, I mean, it's kind of the same lineup, you know, with, uh, mm -hmm. and then we've got, like, Moon Girl, so, I mean, it's kind of, for me, it's, it's the same because most of the new titles are not titles that I would otherwise be interested in, right. so. 
Yeah. Excited to see Kitty Pride as Star Lord, though. What? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm still catching up on the whole Secret Wars and Battle World stuff, so I'm not even like ready. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I got <laughs> None November of this makes is not any that sense. far, but it is too far at the same yes. time. So. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. There's a lot of cool stuff. If, if we're going to talk about Star Wars, uh, a lot of really neat stuff coming up in November. Uh, the Chewbacca series is coming. Mm-hmm. He's got his little little sidekick, uh, Zaro, who's that little girl, person mm-hmm. of color again. Yes. A plus Star Wars comics, like deliberately, continuously delivering on mm-hmm. uh, diverse characters. So, cool. yes. Um, so, do you guys remember when I got in that fight with that other podcaster? In fact, the one who said that we keep moving the goalposts, um, <laughs> who argued that Ant Man was a great movie because it had representation and all those many, many men who came to mansplain to me why there was no problem. With Evangeline, Evangeline, oh, how the fuck do you say her name? Evangeline Lily. Evangeline Lily. Why she gotta have all those syllables? No problem with her character whatsoever, and that Marvel was clearly doing right by her. Did y'all know she was supposed to be in Civil War was written out? Tell me a fucking again. Mm-hmm. How Marvel is doing so right by women in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Let's count how many they... dudes there are in, the, in Civil War. Like, seriously, there are like 40 dudes and 3 chicks in Civil War. But And they're all white girls. Yes. Why? I saw, like, this white person on my... <laughs> <laughs> on my Facebook friends list, okay. they don't watch the show, but they were like, they like posted this image, and it was a joke, and like every, the person who suggested it was a person of color and thought mm-hmm. it was funny, but, and it was like, it wasn't a bad joke or anything, but they like made the extra note, and they were like, and if you think this, this is racist, it isn't, and I'm like, thank you, white person, <laughs> thank you for telling me it's not racist, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know, I just, bless their hearts. But yes, so not only do we have a lack of women of color in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but now in this upcoming movie where we were just teased that Wasp gets her costume at the end of Ant-Man, so mm-hmm. hold on to your horses, lady, we're gonna get to you. We're gonna get to you. Maybe Marvel someday. has been saying we're gonna get to you to us for a real fucking long time. Mm-hmm. We basically will not get to us until Captain Marvel. Of course, they pushed that date back, so I'm, I'm just sitting here We're gonna like, be like 30 Yes. We're going to be 30, 30 by the time, like, chicks actually make Fuck. a thing happen in the MCU, man. Fuck, we're going to be 30. We're going to be 30. Do you know how depressing that is? Oh, God, that's so sad. Like, I know that a lot of you, some of you might be older than us, but, the, like, that, you know, the milestone birthdays where it's like, wow, it took 30 years of my life for them to have, like, a forefront female character. Meanwhile, when I was 15, eight dudes were at the forefront of Marvel. And we've so. had, like, seven Spider-Men or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm so fucking sick of Spider-Men. Yes. Ugh. Why do we need him? Can we have had Miss Marvel? The amount of over like redos of Spider Man has ruined the character in the MCU it's, for me. I would yeah. rather read the comics. Like if I read about Peter, it's going to be in the comics because I could give less of a shit at this point. And just Sorry. the fact that they're willing to over and over and over make a movie about the same white man and retell the story rather than give it's not a working. person of color or a woman superhero a shot is very frustrating. And they've remade Fantastic Four, and they're gonna try again with Green Lantern. It's they're just making like, a sequel to Fantastic Four. It's just like, guys, seriously, can you just fucking let Wasp kill everyone? That's all I want. 
And watch, she's going to get a little mini-series or, like, extra feature where she goes and kicks people and I'm supposed to be happy about it. Yeah, I'm looking at y'all for the motherfucking shit y'all did with Agent Carter. It's fine. We are not the dogs at your Thanksgiving table. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not, you don't fucking chew up your stuff and get the crap of the bone and go like, Here, Fido, here's your feminism. So. Here, Fido, here's your feminism. Can somebody write that? Wait, I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. <laughs> here, Fido, here's your <laughs> Feminism. I gotta remember to tweet that later. Y'all can tweet it at me too if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, speaking of female superheroes, Ronda Rousey wants to be Captain uh, Marvel. Ronda Rousey cannot be Captain Marvel because she already can't be in character because she's transphobic. Sorry. She, like, straight up makes excuses not to fight the same white female fighter who is trans because she says that men inherently have an advantage over her. And then she turns around and says she can beat Floyd Mayweather. I'm like, motherfucker, shut up. You are too mean to be Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. You're too fucking mean. And you're a bad actress, so why don't we make you a villain so that you can at least be yourself? Oh, damn. Katrina just went in on Ronda Rousey. Man, I'm cranky from the bus. I'm, I'm going <laughs> off. She's me last week. Do you remember last week when I was really angry? Now Katrina is me. Um, yeah, I'm more concerned, of course, um, we always, Katrina and I never agree about anything. But we do agree this time. I think she's a bad actress. Um, and I don't picture her as Captain Marvel. I'd rather see, like, if we're finally going to get a female superhero, I need that female superhero to be played by a really great actress. This is a more dire casting to me than Wonder Woman was. Yes. Like, this is because a casting she's still that, ensemble. Yeah, she's still ensemble. She's going to have, like, two lines in the fucking movie and then sit around in a pretty dress be for cute. most of the time. So, it's, you know, like, it's like... Rhonda Rousey, if you want to be, like, a comic book character, go be someone who's more like you, like Knockout or Cheetah or somebody over there out of my face. Because Captain Marvel is an important part who she needs to be... I mean, this is the thing. When you're, like, the sole female, like Leia in Star Wars, she had to speak for all women everywhere. That's why she had to have such a complicated part. So this is a, a dire casting that needs to be done right. I really still like the girl who plays Starbuck. I never remember her name, but I really like her as an actress. <laughs> and I think she's tough. Mm-hmm. And also sexy. Yes. Um, so, I'll, I, switching gears, there's this anime that I've been watching, and I love it, and I want to tell you guys about it. It's called Gangsta. <laughs> yes, I have to say it that way so you don't get confused and typing gangster thinking I'm just putting a little... No, it's called Gangsta. But without the H, it's just an A. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is about... Um, Oh, it's so complicated to try to explain what it's about because it's an anime. Anime. Essentially, the main characters, one is a male prostitute, one is a deaf killer, and one is an ex-prostitute lady. Hmm. Uh, And you would think at first glance this would not be the anime for me. Number one, there are no dragons. Number Mm -hmm. two, there, there is a sword. Maybe that's why this works for me. It's not really a fantasy setting. It's much more of an urban fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of boobs. Like, all the boobs. Like, she does sign language because she's trying to talk to the guy, and she puts her hands right here, and they're just like, hello. <laughs> At least they don't jiggle that much. They don't have, like, the, they're not the crazy boobs. They're, like, normal boobs. They're just, they're, like, they hang like normal boobs, but they're huge. Right. And her dresses never make any sense with them, because I'm like, her nipples would be showing. Does she not have nipples? Anyway. But she is a prostitute. It makes sense that she would look and dress that way. And it's so complex and, like, addresses all these issues. that It's almost like watching a, a 
an indie film, like a work of art, where somebody tried to like make everything beautiful and also bloody and also address the horrors of real world. Like the prostitution addresses drug use and how they keep people in there and the mental side effects that happen as a result. It also talks about the results of like being abused as a child. Like it's just it's so deep and yet not it's like everything good anime is actually mm. that's what I'll say about it you know when you run across that anime that talks about things that are interesting and different yet also has really awesome badass fight scenes it also has funny whimsical moments and cool characters not all this I'm relying on being half naked all the time and my daddy made me an outfit that eats me like it's weird Japan mm -hmm. anyway this is all the good stuff about anime so I highly recommend it mm-hmm uh, Haley Atwell wants uh, to be was, the doctor. Yeah, she wants to be the doctor on Doctor Who, which the entire internet has rallied behind, and I will count myself among those people because it's about time. And you know, it's really funny. This dude commented because you know we wrote uh, Alicia, my editor in chief, wrote the story about that, and uh, he was like. If they make, they, like, uh, Time Lords have never regenerated as female. If they make the Time Lord regenerate as female, I'm not gonna come back. And I'm like, Bye. Hey, were you here, like, last season when the Master was a woman? Like, you know that that works, and he has a daughter who is also female who's a Time Lord, and, like, do you really watch the show, or are you a fake-ass geek boy? Obviously fake-ass geek boy. Fake-ass geek boy. I was wearing my Jedi dress yesterday. Somebody did this to me. Oh, I was like, get out of my face. Maybe face. they did it just to make you mad. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna hope that that was the case. And they were like, oh, well, fuck with this chick. Oh, ruin your day. And then he was like, Dalek, Dalek. Nanu, Nanu, bitches. <laughs> and you were just like, what? <laughs> and he was like, mission accomplished. I didn't. I just like scoffed and walked away. Silently. I was like, how did your scoff? Okay, I wanted to know what the scoff. Because you always read the person scoffed, but I'm and like, you're like, oh. actually. <laughs> how does the scoff sound? Oh. <laughs> so, like a hairball. <laughs> Smokey is scoffing at me. <laughs> yes. Um, I would, of course, be all behind that. I watched in Hall H. The uh, panel that they did that Haley was on also had that Jenna girl from Jenna Doctor Coleman. Who. Yeah, I don't watch Doctor Who, guys, <laughs> but I could see Haley getting more and more excited as they were talking, and mm -hmm. just like I don't, I could see the the fr the like seeds of this being planted. Mm. Um, and in the actual Doctor Who panel, Moffat was a total piece of shit dick of course, as, usual, as per usual. But somebody was like, could there ever be a female doctor? And he's like, I'm not even going to answer that because obviously if you actually look, if you use your eyes, you can see the answer. Like, ugh, it was just like so, like, if I was that girl who asked the question, I would never watch Doctor Who ever again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'd be like, no, you're a dick. Yeah. But hey, you guys seem to like that sort of abuse. I'll let y'all roll with it. But I, of course, would be a fan of Hayley Atwell's anything. Mm -hmm. She could play a cheese I would watch it. Cheese. Like, well, now exciting adventures of cheese slice by played by Haley Atwell. And I'd be like, oh my favorite. <laughs> She's the best cheese. Um, I think if they monetize Dub Smash Wars, they would make a lot of money because of her. Because of her. <laughs> um, the 501st keep being awesome. Yes, uh, so if you guys remember back at Comic-Con, uh, Kevin Doyle, who is a member of the 501st, he marched uh, for 
cancer research and to raise money in memory of his late wife who died of pancreatic cancer. Uh, he just did a second march with the Golden Gate Garrison of the 501st. They went across the Golden Gate Bridge in 100 degree heat Ooh. in stormtrooper armor to raise money for cancer. So if you guys are interested at all in helping uh, you know, pa- patients of cancer, sufferers, and victims, uh, definitely check out the 501st Facebook page. It's a really nice, heartwarming story, and they will always help you uh, be a bad guy who's doing good. And Kevin Doyle was the one from Comic-Con who walked mm-hmm. all of us over to the Star Wars celebration. Mm-hmm. I say us as if I got to walk. I didn't get to walk. Aww. I just had to hold everybody back. I'm sorry. It's okay. Wow, we got through our news really fast. Is there anything we forgot? Um, uh, There was, like, one more Star Wars thing I wanted to bring up, actually. And it was, like, a semi-important thing, but I can't remember. Oh, Rogue One. I would like to hear... Your opinions on the cast, because I think I've already clearly voiced mine, where it's like, oh, it's so nice and diverse, but why force more fat? Like, <laughs> yeah. I so have, it's like nice. <laughs> I have no opinion on it. I'm sorry. It's a. a I mean, did you see, like, okay, I saw so, the picture and I was like, not diverse enough, and then yeah, that was all I spilled. <laughs> I like. I'm. I am happy that we have people of color. I am happy that we have what looks like a blind character. So we have a character with disabilities. So we have all these heroes that are not conventional, but uh, not enough heroines. And yeah. it's kind of like, you like I'm, I enjoy that we are seeing people of color in Star Wars. Like, this is very important to me. But what about the ladies of color? Like, yes. That why? would solve all of our problems. Where yeah. is the high queen of sci-fi? Yeah. Why is she in a rebel movie? Mm-hmm. Y'all are missing out. Can you imagine? Seriously. She freaking already plays, like, a Star Wars character in every role she does. She's not trying to. Seriously. Anyway, Gina Torres is what shit. And she would cover the Latina, because she's Latina, and she's black, and she's a woman. Like, why not? You're almost there, Star Wars. Shoot for the fucking stars. <laughs> Wait. Aim for... The- how that goes? <laughs> I don't no, know. shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Yes, shoot for the moon. That's no moon. That's yes. no moon. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my thing. I looked at it and I was like, it's weird that there aren't. It, I feel like it should be an equal number of men and women because that's what they're portraying in the comics and even in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like what Marvel is doing, where they're like, look at our normal TV shows. We're fine. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you don't trust them enough. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, I, and again, I'm thankful. Five years ago, we would, if they had done this, we wouldn't see that many, like, women at the forefront of Star Wars or that many people of color, especially mm-hmm. at the forefront of Star Wars. We used to have Mason Lando, and now we have a whole bevy of people, and they are growing every day. So right. uh, I'm thankful, but let's look forward. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so I saw it, and I was just like, meh. Mm-hmm. And eventually, maybe I'll care. Yeah. Uh, so, now we're on to our main topic. Woo! <laughs> I don't know! I feel like we should have transitions. Like, like in honor of Yvonne Craig, we should have, like, one of those... Like, the screen goes in and out. Yes. I knew exactly what you meant. Um, and rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, Yvonne Craig. There's a lot of good Batgirl stuff out there, by the way. A lot of really good essays. Gail Simone wrote a really heartfelt essay about how Batgirl and Yvonne affected her, so. I met her once at Kamikaze. Oh, wow. And uh, I was like, blah, blah? Cause I, <laughs> I, it was so weird to see, like, 
geek celebrities without, you know, lines and having to try and fight your way to them, but everybody from, like, all the old school superheroes were just there and there were no lines, like Lou Ferrigno, I can never remember what's his name. Oh, Lou Ferrigno? Lou Ferrigno was there and, like, all of the old Batman folks were there and just, it was just like, I looked around, I was like, don't Mm -hmm. mind if I do, and I walked (laughs) over and talked to them all. Um, so one of the reasons why sometimes small cons are great, because you have better access to some of your geeky heroes than you would at Comic-Con, I wouldn't have... Honestly, that's what keeps me coming back to Comic-Con's day every, every year, is like, there's, it's smaller, it's more intimate, so it's right. cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so, our main topic today, uh, is in honor of Back to School, we are discussing some of our recommendations for young adult novels. Now, this might not apply to a lot of you if you don't have kids, but I'm sure you got some nieces, nephews, strangers, children, uh, children you walk by every once in a while. Have a punk child! Actually, you would have been my hero! As a child, if you had walked past me and been like, here, child, I'd be like, oh, I bestow upon you this child's It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yeah. (laughs) Would have probably made my month as a child, so keep that in mind. I mean, you just give random kids books. If you'd like to send me young adult novels to give to my niece and nephew because I'm broke, (laughs) I should also appreciate that. My nieces are not old enough to read, so send them to... Go into Auntie Sarah's old room, uh, climb into the closet, on the left side there should be a book called Women Who Made History. It's purple. I bequeath this to you. Yeah. Um, So, first of all, why even talk about this? If any of you do have kids, or if you know people have kids, I would like you to repeat this verbatim, what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. Bitch! No, I'm just kidding, don't say that part. Um, A lot of kids grow up. And if their parents don't read, if, if their mom or dad is not a big reader, the only association they make with reading is that boring or horribly depressing book they had to read in school. We make kids read some pretty horrible things as required reading oh, in American schools. God, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> freaking, oh, what is that one, uh, the salary something, oh, uh, it's that play... And he's like a salary the sales, man. Uh, man. Death of a salesman. Death of a salesman. That is it's horrible. Oh. It's horrible. Huh. I had to read it twice. It was horrible both times. Um, or we read the Holocaust books. You know, Anne Frank. It's a the Diary of Anne Frank is a good book, but those are pretty much the only kinds of books you read in elementary school. Mm-hmm. That's leading you to believe that books are about sad, horrible times in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that we should fight this. We have so many kids who are like, oh, I don't read. And they say it brag. They're like, I don't read. I don't read unless it's for school. Because all they know is from school, and it's horrible. So mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is get to know a child, mm-hmm. not in a creepy way, yes. and get them a book that you think they would like based on their other likes. Yes. So we're going to give you like our suggestions, but if you know a kid who's all about his motherfucking Tonka trucks, guess what? There are books just for kids like that. About there are, trucks. There are books about trucks who are characters. Yep. Talking. Talking. It's true. Stop. Just like they're Tonka trucks. So, yes. please, find your nearest child <laughs> in a very public location so no one thinks you are a creep. And speak with them as if they were human. Find out what they like and then hand them a book based on that. It'll mm-hmm. be great. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. Well, yep. everyone will be happy. Yes. Uh, so that's our first recommendation. <laughs> I literally wrote their icky books. Yes. <laughs> um, so my recommendations are almost all fantasy big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and your recommendations? They're kind of a, a dice up. I, of course, my first recommendation is going to be a Star Wars book. <laughs> so surprise! Uh, so surprise! 
Um, and then I have this cool Disney book series and then some fantasy. So, and then, uh, what about a lady scientist? Cool stuff. Do you want to start or should I? I can start. Cool. Um, so, I had, growing up, um, I'd love to read, of course, because my family loved to read and they introduced me to it. Me and my granddad would go to the library a lot. And one time I was up in the library and I was in the fiction section looking at all these books and some lady came up and she was like, this is not your section. And I, I had just picked up Erotic Tales My Grandmother Told. <laughs> so she was correct. I still read that book as like a 13 year old. It was a great book. Um, I, love, I read the, the those uh, Anne Rice uh, Sleeping Beauty books. Oh, I was twelve. Oh, I like got in like halfway into the, into the book and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, watch your kids, man. Watch kids. Anyway, so the librarian led me to the young adult section, and it was a whole new world for me. And I let read every fantasy book in the entire section. Uh, I'm not exaggerating. So I, I was, as I was thinking back, I was like, so I'm not going to be able to really recommend a lot of new young adult novels because I'm so picky and so many of them have now been influenced by past successful ones that they're kind of reiterating a lot of the same things, but more on that in my chick picks. Um, so a lot of the ones I'm recommending are older. Of course, the first one I have to recommend is The Song of the Lioness Quartet. Um, it's by Tamora Pierce. And it's about a girl who disguises herself as a boy so that she can become a knight. And I would recommend this for any boy or girl who likes uh, fantasy period, like with knights, that sort of thing. Automatically probably going to like this. Um, And I also, I think it was really great for me as somebody with a really bad temper Mm. to read about somebody with a really bad temper Mm. who had to deal with that as a flaw and get better at it because it it led to me looking at myself and being like, I'm just a strong warrior and it's okay that I have a bad temper. I'm going to work on it because that's what chivalry is all about. <laughs> so if you have a little bit of a problem child who likes fantasy, this book might be helpful. Uh, so I'm going to uh, recommend what I like to call a gateway book series. Uh, mine, of course, when I really, really, really started reading, it was because of the um, Heir to the Empire novel series. Uh, it was the first okay. big series I read, and it it impacted me a lot. I really liked everything having to have it happening at that point, uh, and it was about Star Wars, and I loved Star Wars, so that's what launched my whole reading career. Uh, right now, there is a uh, young adult book series for kids between the ages of maybe uh, 11 to 13 going on called Servants of the Empire, mm-hmm. and it stars Zare Leonis, who is a person of color, and he is on the hunt for his sister who joined the Empire and disappeared. So he joined the Empire and hooked up with the Rebels from Star Wars Rebels, who make guest appearances in the novel. And this is entirely about him and his family. And it's mainly like he and his girlfriend are the main uh, heroes. So he he's doing all of the spying and she's taking care of all the brains. And they're both strong members of the Empire, even though they're double agents. So it's... It's really cool. Uh, the fourth installment just came out, and if your kids love Star Wars Rebels, and a lot of kids do right now, it's a great book to just put in their hands and get them reading. Um, I remember the young adult novels I read growing up were about Leia and Han's twins. Yes. Who no longer exist, but if you're nostalgic and you want them to read books that no longer have a purpose, mm-hmm. um, those were actually pretty great adventures, especially because they dealt with people who were younger dealing with the Force. So, you know, sometimes you watch... I have ran into a few kids who watched Star Wars and thought it was boring because it was a bunch of adults. Mm-hmm. This is a way easier way to get them to be like, no, 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 let me show you something. There's some babies So, here. yeah, there's babies here. <laughs> now, now go back 
back and watch Star Wars. <laughs> um, and if they still don't like it, give up on them. Leave yeah. them out in the desert somewhere. They're Put no good to you. Somewhere. Put them up for adoption. Uh, I want to address two things in the chat. Ninja Puss, my middle school library also had a lot of really sexual content. I ended up reading a book called The Iron Dragon's Daughter. <laughs> uh, that had a lot of sex. A lot of weird, weird sex in it. Um, and... The other comment was about the Narnia book series. I love Narnia. Be careful if you give them the book series. Look at what order they number their series because, fun fact, um, the books were written in a specific order, but then <clears throat> I guess some publisher had a conversation with, uh, what's his name, C.S. Eliot, mm -hmm. uh, where either he had just changed his mind randomly or something was misunderstood and they reordered the books in chronological order. So mm -hmm. some sets have the books in chronological order and some sets have them in the order they were written. Personally, I think if you read them in chronological order, you lose some of the magic of the books um, because you find out where Narnia came from and how it got there. So I would personally just recommend starting them off with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe if you do that. Mm. Um, so my second recommendation is the Dark Angel series. This one's got a little more romance in it, and it's a good read for some for kids who like sci-fi and fantasy because it has a little bit of blends of both. It's about a girl who um, is discriminated against because of the way she looks, and she ends up becoming the bride of a vampire fated to die, and she decides, nah, I ain't about that life. So she finds a way to kill the vampire Pretty much. And then it goes off on a huge journey where you come to find out all kinds of crazy things about the setting that make you go, oh, everything makes sense now, which is really fun. So uh, it's a great book with another female lead. It's, like I said, a little more sci-fi fantasy. Uh, less, It's not as much sword and sorcery as it is just pure fantasy and using your brain and using friendship to um, get out of tricky situations. Mm -hmm. I would like to also note that Sarah has... Two, three, four, five, six uh, books to recommend, and out of six, half of them have the word dragon in them. So I thought that was very nice. I knew somebody was gonna notice. <laughs> I'm gonna point that out right right now. I um, like dragon. It's fine. Dragons are awesome. Dragons are the best. So I'm not criticizing Lewis. you. I'm it's thinking T.S. Eliot. T.S. <laughs> Lewis. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> Who cares um, about the author? So my, my second book is another gateway book. If you have a kid, have a kid who likes Disney, uh, this one is based off of Aladdin, but it's the first in their Twisted Tales series where they basically spin a different story uh, on top of the classic Disney version. Mm -hmm. So um, I particularly like this one. It features Aladdin and Jasmine rising up against um, a tyrannical empire that has kidnapped her father and your cats are humping. Uh, and it's a really interesting book. So, Smokey, fuck you, Smokey. <laughs> fuck you, Smokey. Kill him. Kill him, Bailey. Bailey, kill him. Bailey, stop. That's not how you kill people. Bailey's really bad at fighting. <laughs> Smokey's like a hundred years old, like, paga, 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 paga. And Bailey's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Please stop hurting me. Smokey, Smokey's like, you know when you enter like a Viking den and there's like one big patriarch and you're like, that guy's too slow to hit me. And then he, he like punches the shit out of punches you. Punches the shit out That's Smokey. That's but he's like small and frail. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's called Twisted Tales, uh, uh, A Whole New World. And it's about Aladdin and Jasmine. And mm -hmm. it's a very unique spin on a tale. So. A whole new world. A whole new world. Yes. <laughs> 
So it's it's really cool, and the series looks very promising as long as they have more creative spins on it. So mm-hmm. and after this, no more gateway books. So those were the only two you get. Those are the only two gateway books you've got. Be thankful. Um. So actually, as we mentioned our middle school library, I just remembered another book I want to recommend to you, but I actually can't remember the name. So I'm going to also be typing that when Katrina starts talking next, so don't judge me. <laughs> um. So my next book I recommend is Dragon of the Lost Sea. It's based on the uh, Eastern tales of um, the Monkey King, Hanuman, um, and also Eastern dragons instead of Western dragons. Uh, The characters in the book are Asian. It's written by Jane Yolen, who writes um, a lot of... uh, She is Asian. She writes a lot of Asian characters into her fantasy stories, which I really think mattered to me as a kid because I liked seeing that there weren't just white people fighting Mm. and doing magical things or people of other races also doing the same. Um, So that one is a really great story and it has a great twist in it as well where you think the person who's the main character is the main character, but they get turned into a pot and carried around for the rest of the story as a a pot that can't talk or anything. It's great. (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Um, It's a terrible, terrible predicament to be turned into a pot. All I'm saying is Dragon of the Lost Sea is one of my favorite series. That's the first one. And the dragon's name is Shimmer. And she's pretty dope. And she also has a temper problem that she has to learn to deal with. So again, theme. Uh, My next book is, uh, or books, are the Jaren series by Kate Elliott. These focus on a scientifically, uh, scientifically minded female that encounters a race of aliens and her interactions with them, her figuring out their culture, and solving problems using science. So, if you would like a strong female lead who particularly uses almost entirely just her brain to solve problems, but it's still an action-adventure sci-fi novel series, I would definitely uh, recommend the Jaren books by Kate Elliott. It's, uh, it's pretty... It's pretty complicated, so I don't want to... Kate Elliott is one of my favorite authors. She wrote the Crown of Stars series. Nice. Which is a really intricate, detailed fantasy series that I wouldn't recommend for young adults unless they're super heavy readers, because mm-hmm. the political intrigues of early Germanic courts influenced her, <laughs> and frah. Mm. I, like, I, I wrote a chart at one point trying to <laughs> just decipher everything going on. Um, so I found the name of that book. I remembered it started with the SH, but... Uh, it's called Shabanu, Daughter of the Wind, and I'll write that down. Shabanu. It's by Suzanne Fisher Staples. Woo! And it is the story of a young Muslim girl who um, has an arranged marriage with her cousin, and her sister has an arranged marriage with another cousin. It's perfectly normal in that place and time and area. And then the older cousin is killed. Hmm. And suddenly, the her older sister now has to marry the cousin she was promised to, And now she is going to have to marry some old, horrible guy that she doesn't like. Um, So it's a journey about um, a girl who's very free-spirited living in a society that expects her to be very confined and to do what she needs to for the sake of the family and for her religion and everything like that. But it's told in such a way that it's very um, respectful of the religion and of that culture. And... I don't know, I I thought it was empowering while also showing that not, you know, busting down the doors and being an angry feminist with a hammer is not the only way to be a strong woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really liked that as a child. Uh, My next uh, book is going to be Belzar by Meg Wolitzer, 
Wallitzer. I can't pronounce that. Um, so it's actually wordplay on uh, Sylvia Plath's uh, Bell Jar. And the, the story is kind of, I don't want to say it's necessarily a retelling, but it's a story based on the lessons that you learn from that, um, that particular uh, story. And it's about a modern day girl who um, she, she thinks, <laughs> well, she wants to be home in New Jersey with her boyfriend, but she can't because technically she's uh, at a therapeutic boarding school and her boyfriend is dead. And so it's a, a very mind-fucky kind of novel series, but there's a very young heroine who deals with some... It's, it's heavier and more emotional, but I think that it's really, really great for young girls especially. Um, now come even more dragon things. Dragons! Dragon, why'd you point it out? Dragons, dragons. Dragons, dragons, dragons. Dragons. Um, Searching for Dragons <laughs> is a book in one of my favorite series. I believe it's called the Enchanted Forest series, but it's Searching for Dragons, Calling on Dragons, Dealing with Dragons. It's, that's always the name of the book. Um, it'll be something for dragons. It's where I got the name Shiara that you guys see me use as a secondary name to Shenzi and all my video game stuff. It's where I got that name from. Um, and it's a bunch of stories that kind of turn conventions on their head, like <clears throat> dragons kidnap princesses not to eat them, but because they need someone to do housework. And also it's good for the princesses to get a little bit of an experience of the outside world and to learn what, not to be so stuck up and princessy all the time. So it like, oh, and princes, if they're stupid, princesses don't like them and vice versa. Nobody likes stupid people in this world. Mm -hmm. And dragons can be kings even if they're women because dragon king is just a title. It's not gender based. Anyway, it's just all these little, it's like a fun, light fantasy, dragon, sorcery, swords, castles. But it sets a lot of those tropes on their head, and it's very funny and fun. So uh, it's really great for kids that like fantasy to not think that everything has got to be so Lord of the Rings and rescue the princess from the dragony. Word. And then uh, this is actually my final chick pick, which is weird, but it's another another retelling of the Black Swan story. Um, and I found this particularly interesting. It's by Mercedes. Lackey. I have that book right there. You do. Yes, oh go my gosh! So you can like talk about it. Um, but it's it's kind of the the classic fairy tale, but from a woman's point of view. Um, and I love that you know it's the the, the, the female protagonist. Um, she she's flawed and she has her problems and she overcomes them uh, and she saves herself, which is great. So I I love this book. Sarah is slowly pulling it down and it's a full series and I read this when I was much younger and I just I love it. I, I love have to it show so you much. it because look how beautiful it's so beautiful. It is. Yeah. She's wearing an outfit designed to look like a black swan. And then I thought, you know what? I have almost all of the books I'm recommending. <laughs> so here's Calling on Dragons. You can see a princess riding a flying donkey because that's how not? life is sometimes. Um oh I didn't mean to actually take all these down and the <laughs> covered dark angel. So yeah, I, I I own almost all of these books that I'm recommending to you, so don't worry. Mm -hmm. The children are safe. Uh, so that is it for my my recommendations. So you've got two more. Yes. I will um, sit back. And I'll also say I, I liked The Black Swan because I love books when I was growing up that turn. I liked when they turned convention on their head. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we always heard that story in a very specific way. Um, and so any books that kind of had bad guys who were actually pretty good or you know, uh, people who don't match the stereotypes about them, I think those are really fun for kids because they, they allow them to think what if a lot more. 
you know, school is all about teaching you to think one way. Mm -hmm. In America, at least. I will say part of my European education was very opposite of that. But in America, it's about learn to think in a uniform fashion. I think that is horrible. So give them books that do not do that. Mm -hmm. um, the next book is Dragon's Blood. I think that's another Jane Yolen book. Um, but anyway, it's basically Australia. There's this penal planet where they send all their criminals, and eventually those <laughs> criminals just start having kids, and it's not a penal planet anymore. It's just a place where a bunch of people live. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have something called pit dragon fighting. So it's kind of like Australian dogfights, but with dragons... Um, and cool. it's really fun. Um, it's more, it's a little more sci-fi, uh, but still very fantasy. And it's just a great series. Um, I don't know what else. Just read it. It's great. As an adult, go read it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my last recommendation is Hero Song, which, uh, I love for the world building. It basically is a very, uh, stereotypically fantasy world where a young boy has to decides he's going to save the village from the evil monster, and along the way uh, learns that that's a lot harder than he thinks it's going to be. And it's good. And then the sequel to that's really great, too. It's called Fire Song, or Fire Arrow. And it's about the girl that you meet in Hero Song. So, boom. I'm going to paste all of these so that... Woohoo! I'm not going to paste any me, of mine. Y'all should have been listening. Take some notes. I'm talking about school here. Talk about school, bitches. Going back to school, take some notes. Gosh. Take some notes. I don't have to do that anymore. You do. I'm take some motherfucking notes. I graduated. Uh, good night, everybody um, who just left. <laughs> Casper just said, but how can I relate to a female protagonist? Casper, I will rip your head off and shove it up your butt, and then you can tell me how well you're relating to your colon. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> I could relate to Han Solo. You can relate to a lady. Yeah. So. Um, so. Chick fix time! Da -na 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 -na. Yeah! This is when first? we recommend uh, our favorite things, just in case you missed that. But uh, yeah, I will go first. Um, I'm on Geeks Who Drink tomorrow, which is going to be pretty fun. Um, I get really drunk, so go watch it. It's on Sci Fi. It starts at 10 p.m., and it's called Geeks Who Drink, and it is a trivia show. And. Um, uh, what is his name? Oh my god. Uh, Gray Damon from Aquarius was my team captain. Very nice guy. Kind of like a smaller, skinnier Chris Hemsworth. Um, so it was really nice. He's very funny. Uh, well, not like skinny as in like scrawny. He's just like a compact version. I know, but that's what you were like. He's like a <laughs> pocket. You know how like Chris Hemsworth is like up here? He's like, I do know because he winked there. at me once. <laughs> Reliving that moment so, for the rest of my life. So yeah, it's going to be really fun. Tune in. I can't live tweet it, so you should live tweet it at me. <laughs> You know, normally I'm always so happy for Katrina, but this is the first time where I'm just like, I'm fucking jealous of Katrina. Like, there I'm not were even, auditions, like, I'm up not on even the happy for her. Like, I'm not even happy for you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally fucking happy for you. But I am also incredibly jealous because I drank. Oh. I think I... Season two is happening, so... All right. If you see a thing for auditions, you should you. send it to me. Yeah. I won't get on because everyone hates me. Who's producing? Um, I don't know if you know Joseph Deckelmeyer. <laughs> Sorry, that's a hilarious name if you have no context. <laughs> Hi, my name's Joseph Deckelmeyer. <laughs> All right, Joseph is never going to cast me now that I've made fun the, of yeah, his name. Yeah, now, now you're Excellent. screwed. Sorry, it's fine. I tried, Joseph. No, no. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's chick pick number one. Chick pick number two. Um, so growing up. A lot of the young adult novels that I read did not have women of color in them. I was able to find Asian characters and um, 
Arabic characters, but very rarely black women as characters. So I've read a couple of the ones on this list, and I thought it was a great list, so I wanted to share it. But um, in your, if you're interested in broadening your horizons, they have a lot of uh, Latinas and black women um, main characters in young adult novels. Mm-hmm. So that is my pick. Go get all of them. Yes. My second chick pick is the Megabots Mark II Kickstarter. We are officially facing Japan. And if you guys don't have any context for this, uh, Megabots is a giant robot building organization here in the U.S. And they are going up against the Karatas, which is the the Japanese giant robot that uh, shoots projectiles. Mm -hmm. And basically the Karatas team accepted, but they said that they want melee combat between the robots. So Japan is gearing up, and the USA needs your help to build the craziest, most star-spangled, eagle, cheeseburger-eating, shooting, melee combat, hand-to-hand, badass robot ever in the ever of ever. So go ahead and just, I mean, if you type Megabots Kickstarter, um, you guys can find it right away, uh, and donations can be as little or as large as you guys want, but this is history in the making. This is I know, how real we, life like, giant like, real robot fighting. Fight, robot fight. Like, <laughs> this is not, this is not, like, BattleBots is awesome, but this isn't even BattleBots. And they, uh, speaking of that, they have the people from BattleBots on this. They have people from NASA helping them. Grant Imahara is doing some stuff. And just, like, there's a massive team of great people building this robot. And I would love to see it all the way to, to its completion because this is just a really, really exciting thing for me. Like, if you were a giant robot fan growing up, like, this is... It's real, guys. Like, right, like, it doesn't feel real to me. That's how insane it yeah, is. Like, it's, oh, we made a giant robot and Japan made one. I know Japan's over there like, yes! We're that much closer to Pacific Rim! Yes! Yes! We are gonna have fucking mechs! We're gonna get rid of all other forms of weapon! Soon mechs will take over. I know Japan is over there like, yes, we are going to do this. I'm so excited. This battle is happening in 2016, and uh, I am... I'm mildly involved in what's going on, so it's near and dear to my heart. Um, mainly on the PR side, not the sadly not the robot building side. I don't know how to build a robot, so man, <laughs> come on, one day like putting a Gundam together, paint it, it. hey, easy peasy, <laughs> just paint it and like glue it together, whatever. Model kit done. So uh, again, Megabots Kickstarter for the Mark II. If you guys just search for it, it'll come right up, and you guys can donate. Uh, or if you can't donate, at least please share and tell all of your friends about it because. I would like to see a giant robot fight next year. Like, yes. Oh my god. Yes. That'll happen before we're thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like women being superheroes. God damn it! You made giant robots before women are superheroes. Wait. There are. Oh. Somebody write that down and send it to me. There are going to there's going to be a giant mecha robot battle before there's a standalone female superhero movie. Fuck me right up the butt. God! <laughs> I wish I was a man. Okay, my second chick pick. Um, so I just, those were a bunch of young adult novels in general. This list is actually specifically sci fi and fantasy, mm-hmm. which, uh, if you guys like me and I like that stuff, I feel like you'd probably like that stuff. And again, I've only read about one or two books on this list, but those two books that I did read were great. Uh, I really want to go read The Summer Prince now, P.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys should. Give some of those a peek and see if you like them. The Antelope Wife and that whole series of novels that she did is um, a Native American stories. 
And they are like surreal fantasy, so they take place in normal life, but very strange things also happen and there's magic. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. Anyway, I, those books were one of my first introductions to, um, I guess, to that kind of writing, to surreal fantasy, low fantasy instead of high fantasy. And it freaked me out. I really liked it. I love that series. And it's strange. There's butter sex in one of the books. Boom. They rub each other down with butter and have sex in a car. But butter is so and that butter they were supposed to sell, so they they were in a pickle after they were in the butter. <laughs> they put the pickle in the butter, and now Ew. they're in a butter pickle. Um, so I guess my third and final chick pick is going back to the 501st Legion. If you guys can look them up, um, they have Kevin Doyle's Cancer Fund information up. Uh, and again, he just recently marched over 501 miles. I think the grand total, including the latest troop, is like over 700 miles uh, for cancer research and in memory of his late wife. So look up the 501st Legion, see if you guys can go help Kevin out to help raise money and awareness for cancer research. Um, so my third chick pick was going to be you being on Geeksy Drink. Oh. So uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll just promote myself instead. Yes. Um, I'm about to release my latest Patreon stories. If you don't know what Patreon is, go to www.patreon.com, check it out basically a way for you to fund people that you like and help a starving artist out. Uh, this month I'm rele- releasing a short story set in the same world as the other short stories and then um, the first chapter in a new series set in a completely different world. So uh, you should become my Patreon. You can do it for as little as $1 a month. It's very easy to do. You can use PayPal. Uh, and I would appreciate you and love you. And you can choose perks. So if you, for example, I had a friend who wanted me to promote a show that they were doing, so he did the $5 one, and now I'm just, every once in a while, shoot off a tweet about their show. Oh, that could be my chick pick. Oh yeah, you should talk about someone's show. My friend Danielle, um, (laughs) she is doing a show called Fuck Me Up the Butt. I don't think that's the the show. That's not the show It's basically a mix of Always Sunny in Philadelphia (laughs) and Lord of the Rings, and it's like a show where it's... Fantasy tropes, but taking place in the real world. So, like, one of the clips is a guy doing Claygore, doing laundry, and he doesn't have enough money, so the guy next to him starts doing laundry, so he beats him to death, and then takes the coin that you get from killing people in games, and he uses that to do his laundry. Wow. She looks really disturbed, but it's really funny. It's like, you know... Hey, sometimes I feel like I should do that at the laundry bed. Me I feel like I should do that in a lot of instances in everyday life. Just club someone to death. Right, exactly. And I'm going to find that link eventually. So don't, once we say bye, don't leave because I'm going to post that link in the chat. Yes. Um, But with that said, I've been Sarah the Rebel. And I have been O Katrina. And this has been Woman Up Podcast. And we'll see you around, losers. 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 Then we go away. Bye. 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 See you later. Love you.